Max White, everyone. See something funny. It wasn't funny! I guess I'll just call it Max White Presents. I guess it's decent. Yeah, Max White Presents will work. Okay, we're live. We're recording. Nice. We're here. We're in uh we're in Paris. Uh is this I, the first podcast you've done in Paris? Yeah, it's the first one. Uh and I and I and I fucking blew it. And I uh <laughs> I showed up with mics that have worked for me for so long and uh uh didn't work, so now we're doing it kind of hood style yeah. um, on the table. Thank God you knew what you were doing, um, yeah. <laughs> but so we apologize, to people out there. Uh, I I knew what I was doing because when I tried to do a podcast uh, with a friend of mine, uh, we had lower expectations. And yeah, we didn't buy mics. We just had Zoom. It would have helped better if I would not have been like, "These are the best mics there are." <laughs> it's true. Yeah, you did I came. That I way. came in hot. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they look great. I'm a douche. Uh, <laughs> I just carry around like ten pounds of mics, and I, you know what? We should first let's just introduce you. Uh, that's a good thing. Uh, so Charles Pellegrin, I that's met right. you. You're a comedian here in Paris. Yeah. Um, I thought you were American because you sound American. Uh, but just real quick, you're also a journalist. We'll get into that too. Uh, how do you sound American? I don't get that. Um. First of all, I, I was born in London because my parent, my father worked there, mm-hmm. so I learned English like basically uh, at the same time as I learned French. I was speaking French at home and then English at the nursery or whatever. So I spoke. I've always spoken English, uh, but then over time we left England quite fast when I was four or something, and then we moved to Southeast Asia, uh, and then I went to South Africa, and then I went to Canada for my stu- for my studies. And over time, because I think of like American cultural sort of influence, like soft power and TV shows and movies, my accent gradually changed to American. Yeah. And by the time I got to Canada and spent four years in Canada and just had Canadian or American friends, then it got cemented into what it is today, basically. Now, uh, I've learned in Paris for like my week here, um, they're really big on accents. Um, like. <laughs> Snobbish in terms of like uh, uh, like Parisians are known for their oh in French in French yes. yes so you you obviously you you're totally fluent in French but do you speak with an accent in French I don't I so, don't so you speak like the, you can fool them oh yeah well but, and I don't need to fool them because I feel French as well no I know, like, I, know, <laughs> I know but like but, I mean can they tell are they like do they like if, if you were to walk I think someone, they're more likely to pay attention to my dress sense or uh, to other things that make make me seem a bit more foreign okay I think when I moved here um, so like in 2009 2010 the first year I was here I only hung out with other expats yeah so called expats because I came straight from Canada and uh, and I just I was just another newcomer to the city even though yeah. I was French and I think French people yeah I mean I used to wear I mean I still do baseball caps a lot yeah. and just uh, didn't always know the references uh, that people were using like silly things like cartoons that people watched as kids in France yeah. that you can't know about if you didn't grow up here you know yeah. so so sometimes there's just like there's something a little off about this French person. I feel like uh, that 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 was my experience of it. Is that uh, I mean when you're younger and you're obviously it's tough just growing up, and it's hard enough to become like an adult, you know, like all the awkwardness. But then you compound that with other languages and cultures. Is that? Oh uh, well, all I realize actually is that you just um, the fact of being a teenager kind of surpasses it all for sure right? so wherever you are you're still kind of a shitty teenager yeah, yeah, wherever yeah. you are and you, you can be uh, you know you can be in Singapore or Johannesburg as I was or even when I was in Canada for college you're still pretty much a kid 
you still have the same angst. You just yeah, try. You, know, you find that out. Like if you, it's I think more than geographic location. Maybe I think social class and like uh, economic opportunity has more effect on on your behavior than yeah your location in the world. It's you know? like trilingual teenage teenage angst. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like you're still. A kid masturbating into a sock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter what continent yeah. you're on. Personally, I never did that. I, did I miss out? This, is a, this is a free space. Uh, my uh, uh, my cousins knew. I'm gonna get in trouble for this, but uh, they have a thirteen. She married a guy that has a thirteen year old, and uh, lately he's been. Uh, she was telling me she's like, I, he, he's gonna fucking ruin our toilet. The kid keeps trying to flush socks, and uh, and uh, he he was. There's better ways to do. It. No, I know, but she, but she was like, I mean, I, I gotta call him out on it. And, it, it, and uh, the, her husband's so cool, but he's like, don't don't do it because you're gonna give my kid some weird kink. Like, yeah. you know, the stepmom yeah. does it. Yeah. How crazy that would be. I, honestly, I don't think it's the stepmom's uh, position. Yeah, that was like, he's got to step up. The, the dad's got to step up to the plate. Oh man, I can't it's imagine like, that conversation. Yeah. I would never. No, you gotta be super progressive about it. Like, there's no problem with jerking off. It's I just know. Like, Everybody does it. Just don't break shit when you do it. It's just Bad for the plumbing. Yeah. <laughs> it is bad for the house. And like, you think the kid doesn't even. It's like that's just so weird about humans as animals. Like, it's a, it's obviously an instinct and something yeah. you do, but it's just so like hush hush about it. Yeah. You know, kids forced to, the, you know, the deepest darkest depravity into like a dirty sock. <laughs> I think there's an expression in in the French uh, Caribbean. I think they were like one. The act of masturbation is called God. God's the only one who can see me. <laughs> that, 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 that should be the name of your first comedy special. <laughs> that would be, be really good. That's uh, so funny. It took us about five minutes to start talking about masturbation. I, yeah, come on. You, I told you this is a got you uh, podcast. Yeah, right. about it. All right, so you're a comedian, and we're going to get to that afterwards, but you're uh, also a journalist for a network uh, that's right. here. Um, what's it like, uh, the crossover between journalism and comedy? Um, I, so I, I, I was doing journalism before I was doing comedy. Uh, and, but I, and there's one aspect in which they kind of feed off each other, and it's the stage performance aspect. Because I'm a, I'm a TV journalist and yeah. I'm uh, a presenter. And weirdly enough, I wasn't a presenter when I started doing stand-up, and it kind of helped me with uh, being able to get on uh, in front of a camera. Yeah. And it's not even uh, the, the presentation, it's the uh, stress management. Yeah. It's the anxiety, like, stage fright. Yeah. And I was kind of used to that, and I knew what I needed to do to just chill out before I got on air. No. Um, so that's just the methodology of it, really. Did you have stage fright before you were a comic? Were you uh, yeah. public speaking yeah, yeah. is not a good thing? Yeah, right? I'm not necessarily very... Um, Extrovert. I mean, a bit extroverted. I'm not the most shy person, but I'm not. I mean, I'm not the life of the party either. Yeah. You know. But um, and the first time I did comedy, I was, I was really kind of, uh, really tense. But uh, the re- only reason I did it is I did it with a friend. Yeah. Who signed up for the same night? Yeah. We both had our five minutes, and we had a room full of friends. Yeah. And it was cool. What was cool too is there was a, a a room. The room was packed. Yeah. So it was like not a shitty open mic for sure. Other comics. It was actually. Yeah. People who just came to see a show. Did basically. you record the set? No, and I, 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 I have, should, I should have, but I know that it's. I have shit. a very similar. Uh, first open mic was packed out. It's like where I'm from in Grand Rapids, um, in Michigan, and uh, I have video of it all, and I, I, I can't get past the first ten seconds. 
Oh man! Like I, it's like it, it, it. Horf- like if they wanted to waterboard me, they wouldn't even need to. They could just play that. <laughs> just, and just start sweating. And yeah. It's just so awful. Yeah. And uh, it, it, and I, there were supportive people there, but I didn't tell anybody like except for like, like one friend my first okay. time. And because uh, I was like, I don't want anyone to know, you know, like to or to, to be there. But like word got out, and like uh, uh, my friend Andy just showed up, and he's like, Dude, I came here to watch you bomb. <laughs> like, Did you get drunk your first time? Uh, I had uh, just one for Liquid Courage. Yeah. No, I, I and I have really supportive friends, and there were a lot. Uh, they were all there, and they all said the right thing at the end. Yeah. I mean, I got a couple of laughs, but yeah. I think a lot of it was just out, down to my own vulnerability, and people were just on my side. Yeah. Because I was such a wreck. Yeah. Up there, you know, and but it, it worked out okay, and I had a good memory of it. Like I, I was, I was like flying at the end of it. Even yeah. If, I kind of wanted to puke as well, but yeah, it was a good memory, and I, I think I'm glad I didn't watch it again. Yeah. I would. Yeah, you see in there. I remember like the first time, probably like the first maybe ten spots I did or mics, I couldn't even like eat six hours before. And I don't have stage yeah, fright, oh, yeah, yeah. but it just it's like this expectation of something you really want to be good at. Yeah, you, want to you, do. Want to, you don't want to feel about uh, yeah. like your, your gas or anything. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. You're, just like, you're just like it's like so nerve wracking. Yeah. I like I took like obviously I'm kind of an insta story horror. You've seen that, um, <laughs> but I took like video of me in an uber on the way to the open mic and i was like so scared and like i'm always a chatty person obviously but the uber guy was trying to talk to me I'm like hey dude not now like yeah. and i never said that to anybody in my life and i was just like i can't and then i remember i showed up and they were like hey you're going first and i was like fuck like all right here it is was that with you did you go first or how they have it for the, for the mic, mic? Yeah, do you remember uh, it? no 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 i wasn't on first thankfully it was Sebastian, actually, who you did a, sh- oh. you did a show on Thursday. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, Great his, that, it was the New York yeah. Comedy Night used to be yeah. an open mic okay. in Paris. Oh, wow. Uh, because there were just not, not enough people. Yeah. So he uh, he would just make it open to anyone. And, and now it's turning like a, a and now a it's turned out like now it's booked. But, yeah, it's a yeah. great show. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. been doing it for ten. I think it's almost ten years. Yeah, now. he's a he's an awesome guy. He was like really took us in and there. Yeah, it was like that was a really fun show. Um, we just saw couple nights ago was it three nights ago when uh we went to um see your half hour shows it's, oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah so the last garls and george the last one Did i say it right yeah garls and george yes so it's it's george and charles but they got see it's fun. pretty clever and that seriously took me like <laughs> a good minute to memorize that well i mean it was it was an ordeal to figure out the name yeah and we were just trying to be too clever and at one point i did i think initially i was i said i was because like orally, it sounds like if you're gonna switch it, it would be more like Charles and George. Yeah. But then you write it down, and you just want to say Garls and George. Yeah. So we just went with that. But we thought, considering George's humor, yeah, who's a bit of a clown, and just he his whole thing is just being the most silly person ever. And actually a clown. Like, yeah. Like, like, like this is like in the like still have it. Yeah. Like full on learned. <laughs> educated clown college guy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, funny because you see him after the after the show. Yeah. He's got a very sort of like distinguished British accent. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I thought he was because like, his character is like Gorgie, right? Yeah. And he just, just comes out. He's uh, wearing tights. Uh, I mean, I don't want to ruin it for him. Let's see it. Um, but he's like tights over boxers. Uh, I kissed his nipple. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I got I got there a little late and I was front row. Had to go with it. There's no way I was backing <laughs> down. Nah. Uh, but he does this whole crowd exercise and it's just like insane energy. But then yeah, I had no idea when we were at the bar afterwards. He was just like proper British yeah. accent. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? George Colebrook too. Yeah, he just sounds like a character. Oh, from is that, that's his last name? Colebrook. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Is this like uh, so? How did you guys link up? We met before either of us were comedians. Okay. Uh, we we met the year I got here in Paris, okay. and he was on exchange from university in London. And we just 
you know, we, we went on an actual date because we were just look, both looking for friends. And yeah. We had that awkward first date, went to a pub to watch a football game. Yeah. And, uh, and then just kept in touch. And then he told me he was doing stand-up, uh, actual stand-up. Yeah. And then he kind of did that for a couple of years and then realized, this is not me exactly. Yeah. And he realized that the sillier he got, the better he felt about his, like, sh- his performance and what he did. And he he doubled down on the on the on the on the clown stuff and went to like this uh, clown school in Paris, well just outside of Paris. That's the same one that Sasha Baron Cohen did. Like people from all over the world, yeah, go there to learn to, to be a clown. And, and uh, that's and, like a, yeah. a a very European phenomenon. I mean, there I know there are some in the states, but like yeah. uh, for people, I love the idea. And, and so you do the Charles and Gore show, so it's a half hour of clown and then it's half hour of your stand up, like a one man show. Yeah. Um, it's such an interesting mix. I had a great time. I love to see it. Is it? Is that the first time you had to close it out? Yeah, that was the as a, as a, as because it was the finale or whatever. Yeah, uh, we thought it'd be. In, I thought it, I kind of imposed it. It's like you know, for once, I want you to open for me. Pretty yeah, much. nice. But generally, I think it works better when I start because I I do. It's more my my comedy is more traditional. People are more used to stand up and. And like they can get into the mood of it and kind kind of get their laughing muscles going for, sure. for a bit, and then I, I I just hand it over to George, yeah. and they're a bit warm. And if some of them are have never seen anything like what he does before, then they're more likely to actually enjoy it for what it is, you know. Now, how is that? I mean, I know some parts from your thirty minutes uh, were similar to like the first time I was here. We did the show at Pan Am. Um, is that just like is it basically an outline? Is your fifteen minute set say like an outline for the thirty minute show, or is it is it how is that writing wise? Um, no, I, I move I move things around a lot. Yeah, uh, it, I, the writing is very instinctive. Uh, I have these bits that exist separately, and I think according to my life, I, I know which ones to put together and stuff. Um, but I know that. Uh, my my routine about me and explaining the fact that I'm French but not really yeah is uh, pretty essential yeah uh, wherever I go because 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 a lot of my jokes about are about being French and it's not obvious that I am yeah so I've got to do these jokes about being you know American cha- uh, you know California yeah. champagne or you know like that French people call me sparkling white wine that kind of stuff you know are you uh no have you done stand up in French never why not ah <sighs> I uh, I tried yeah. uh, a couple of times. Initially, I started in English because all my favorite comedians were English speaking, and so I thought this is my sense of humor and this is where my jokes happen naturally. Also, hang out with a lot of English speaking people here, so you know when you're being funny just naturally. I was doing it in English. Yeah. Um, so I only started in uh, I started in English, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on working on that. And by the time I got all right, in English, then I thought, okay, maybe I'll do it in French. And honestly, it was just a question of time. Yeah. Like, with my job as a journalist, I I think I do need to take a bit of... T- if I wanted to start in French, I had to take time to work on the writing, on seeing what jokes can transfer, what jokes can't. And that was like... I had a, I had, a, had two weeks off where I was I was going to, going to French open mics, was just watching. Mm-hmm. And... I started to write and I hated my voice in French. Yeah. I hated my voice in French. I felt extremely, um, I felt like my dad. Yeah. Or maybe that's what it is. I felt, I felt very kind of, 
uh, square. Okay. And and an extremely uh, sort of bourgeois and stuff, which I am. Yeah. That's what I am. I can't hide it. But yeah. maybe maybe in English I get to have this different persona, where I'm where I I, I can be someone else than I am, or escape my which I'm not embarrassed about. But yeah, it's something I discovered about me trying to write in French and just not being able to to. Or I couldn't match what I was writing with what I was hearing in like the comedy world in French. Yeah. you know. Is it? I, I noticed too. Uh, it's like you're bilingual within being bilingual. Or do you speak other languages as well? Um, I, I took Spanish in high school, and I can I can get yeah. by. But, so just yeah. French wise, though, it seems like um, now. Are you, do you think in French or are you thinking in uh, English? Uh, well, there's an interesting question. Is like, do you even think in a language, right? Ooh. I definitely think language. I think there's right? probably there's probably different types of thinking. You know, there's a very instinctive part of your brain, and then there's the yeah. Re- the re- I think I, I alternate, but like, do you dream in French? Sometimes. Yeah. I think it's, it depends on on what I'm speaking on the day. Yeah, it's uh, I'd say the language, French language, obviously very sexy language, and there's <laughs> a lot of things that don't translate to English, right? There's like certain things like. Uh, uh, and I could be totally off board here, though, but I was, I was asking someone, please continue. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 like, is it piece de resistance? Piece de resistance. Yeah, so what does that mean? La pièce de resistance is just like, uh, it's like the main act. The main act. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's like the, the meat of it. The meat know? of yeah. it. And then, uh, uh, what's another one? Um, uh, accoutrement. Okay. What is that? Accoutrement is... Uh, I mean, I know what it is, but like, how would you explain it in English? It's like flair. Flair, right? Okay. Yeah, just like an office yeah. space, right? And then, uh, <laughs> it's various uh, kind of. What's the cleavage one? What's cleavage? Decoratage? No. Decolleté. Uh, de, de, and that's just what? what like, literally, was that translate to? Well, the col is a collar. Yeah. So decolleté means without the collar. Okay. So it's the absence of a collar, ah. and thus the presence of cleavage. Ah, gotcha. See, but there's this. It would sound so weird in English if you're like. The absence of a collar. <laughs> Damn, check out the absence of the collar on that one. Yeah, okay. That's very existential. Yeah, that's very weird. Are they boobs yeah. or chests? Yeah. Or is there no shirt? <laughs> is there, where's the collar? It's gone now. But it seems like there's uh, like adjectives. And then, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to rate French as higher in English in terms of describing certain things. Okay. But my other friend, who's Norwegian, a comic, I think he, all the time he's like, dude, English is so much more fun to describe stuff. We just don't have shit in Norwegian. In English, I think there's just um, there's more words. In English. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's like it's. I mean, there's more words, but it, to me, it kind of seems like um, like there might be like fifty times of kinds of ketchup, but there's only one Heinz. You know what I mean? It seems <laughs> like we're just we're really uh, we're good at talking around. Well, I mean, it depends what use you're making with it. I think that, that you have more Dick words than not all great. <laughs> yeah, yeah generally. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes it's the balls, you know. <laughs> Never know. Sometimes it's the no collar. The, <laughs> damn girl, no collar. <laughs> but uh, what were we saying? Uh, I get lost in yeah. this. Uh, no, no, no. You're talking about how uh, Heinz 57 and how you know, so many English words that aren't as precise. That's yeah. my contention to it. But the fact that you have more words mean that in one particular context, that word that you never use will yeah. be the perfect one, especially for comedy, where even, yeah. even the way the word sounds is funny, you know? Yeah. There's a... Um, I got called out after a show by a Parisian woman, and she said, I swallow my syllables. And obviously, Michigan... Yeah, yeah Mich- Michigan English is like the uh, uh, NASCAR 
uh, of, of English. You know yeah. I, mean? I should say the NASCAR fans of English. Um, <laughs> I mean, no one wants to have a, a Michigan accent. So no. I like it. I, I love it. It's, it's compared to a Orlando, Florida accent. Actually, that was today a conversation I had. Uh, that's pretty... If you call us... Florida, come on. <laughs> but we both have a lot of milk chickens, which are like, you know, the, the mixtape rapper guys. Yeah. Um, but what, like, uh, I guess, uh, uh, not, that's not right, uh, not continentally, but uh, geographically, like, where do you, if you had to, like, assign one region to your English accent, where uh, are you putting it? Uh, the way I describe it generally is, like, generic North American, and when, when I talk to Americans, it's wherever they're not from. Ah, oh. So they they can't attach me to a particular place. But that's by design. You do that. Well, no, I think it's there's no other way because I've never lived. I mean, I lived in Canada, but like I don't have a, I don't have a, I mean, I lived in Quebec. And yeah. I was like in Montreal, which is kind of half and half. Yeah. And I lived in New York for about five months. But yeah, I just, uh, I can't, I wasn't able to pinpoint to root my accent to a particular place. Okay. It's you know like, you make me watch The Wire for like two weeks straight, and yeah. I'll and I'll you know I'll, Throw I'll talk like Omar, or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, which is really not something I should do. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it happens. Though. But you know, I, when you, I think yeah, if you, once, you, once you pick up a language, you can also be a sponge. You know, who knows if I spent nine years suddenly tomorrow is transported in Ireland. If I spent nine years in Ireland, maybe at the end of it, I would just have this weird mix, or I would just be full on Irish. I don't know. Is that, do you think because you were raised uh, in a multi-language uh, environment, you're more um, susceptible to that, uh, uh, that like other languages and dialects or maybe just tones seeping into you? Possibly. I think it, when you get older, it gets a bit harder. But even just my, my wife is Australian. Yeah. And it starts off as a joke, you know, you just pick up way that they say words and you just say them back to them and then yeah. you forget that you're making a joke, you know, yeah. like regularly I'll say, you know, instead of saying no, I'll say no, yeah. you know, or fine, <laughs> pick up the fine, you know. <laughs> yeah, the, it, it's just because it's seeped in. That's yeah. It. But then you got Americans, I mean, I, you know, these like down south, but they're like, they're not changing for anybody. <laughs> you know, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it always reminds me of like, a, this is a little deeper, but it reminds me of like the Mark Twain quote, uh, quote I've never met a well-traveled racist, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a passport problem, right. is what it is though. Um, this is normal to you, obviously, like between the two worlds in French and English. Now, for... Journalism, back to journalism. Are you reporting like when you're on TV, when you're like a, on it, on TV personality? Are you in French? Uh, both. Okay. I do mostly English because that's okay. where they have a need. Okay. Uh, in need English speaking reporters, because uh, the the channel I work for has four languages. It's, yeah. it's in French, English, Arabic, and Spanish. Okay. And uh, I just work for the French and English ones, but because they're having trouble finding English speaking. Uh, Reporters and journalists uh, in Paris. Uh, that's I end up working for the English Channel more. Do you have to be able to speak French to have that job? It, yeah, yeah, because because uh, even if you're not on air in English, a lot of their meetings and your bosses might be French. I mean, everyone, yeah, everyone is supposed to have at least you know functional French. Do you have um, YouTube videos of you that like from your journalism? Uh, probably, yeah. Do you have comments? <laughs> yeah. Do they uh, give us some comments? Do they call you out. Uh, I think the first time, actually, because I, I was mostly on, on air in English, and the first time I did it in French, I was actually presenting like a, a business bulletin, like a five-minute business bulletin, 
And uh, I was a bit nervous because, you know, it's the first time I was doing it in French. And you know, there's, a, there's a vocabulary. There's a way of doing things. Just culturally, things are a bit different. And I was like, okay, I hope this goes well. And it was like a morning shift. And I go through it. And my editors are like, oh, you got to change, tweak that, but this and that. But all in all, it's pretty good. You know, uh, good job, you know. And, uh, and I get home. And, like, I post, like, the, the five-minute bulletin on YouTube. And I, and I get home. It's like, I, this is when I wake up at, like, I wake up at 2 a.m., and I finish around 10 a.m. or okay. something like that. So generally, you, you have a, a middle-of-the-day nap. Okay. So I get home, I get in my pajamas and everything, and, uh, and uh, I, I go to the bathroom, I sit down, and I'm like, you know, I, I had the most vulnerable kind of yeah. position that I could be. I'm in my pajamas, I'm taking a shit, and I, I'm just like, oh, I'm just, you know, like, oh, just got to have a look at the YouTube video. I was yeah. doing? <laughs> and I'm just looking down at the comments, and this guy just hated me. <laughs> just just hate he didn't hate what I was saying necessarily yeah. he just hated every single bit about me saying like uh, he's, I can't remember the exact name uh, my phone's in the other room but he it's like this guy just shows up with his and it wasn't like I'm doing a literal translation with the, the, with the he's got glasses like some sort of like retarded intellectual <laughs> he's got a 20 euro tie he's trying to tell us about the central European bank like and he said it like à la poubelle le charlot which is like saying like we'll, th- we'll put you to the trash Charles <laughs> like, I was just there I was like if you knew what I was like right now, like you just realize that I'm a real person, like I'm so vulnerable and fragile, and you just ruined my first attempt at at French television. Just went in on it. Is yeah. That, uh, uh, did, are those Albert Peoples glasses? Sorry. Are those glasses Albert Peoples? Uh, like the brand? No. No. no okay. Okay. It's like I have a pair of similar. I was like, okay. fuck that guy. Those are great glasses. <laughs> I think there were other glasses back okay. then. Okay. They were Ray-Bans. Is it? Is it? <laughs> Something about the comment section is like I don't have any stand up online, like mm. of, of, at all online. I'm on. That, that's just my decision right now. Just such like an oversaturation of, of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the comments section is like, you think it's like the last bastion of free speech in the world, or is it just where dreams go to die? <laughs> Every now and then you see an interesting comment, and yeah. you see something that adds to the conversation, and that that just opens up this other door to what the content was talking about. Yeah. Or, or every now and then it's just like people are saying thank you or like good luck, good job or like, but then you know like uh, a lot of it is just people just going like taking pleasure and and just ripping people to shreds. There's like a, a kind of a under a, the cover of anonymity. Obviously. Yeah, obviously that's the thing. It's like in the, you know I, I picture every online troll that's in their mother's basement, no matter yeah. where it is. Um, or like psychologically. Yeah, yeah, I met trolls. I know trolls. I know people who just love stirring shit. Yeah, and who have twelve Facebook accounts or twelve Twitter. And That's it just, so wild. And I just like, what pleasure did you get into this? Like, I don't know. There are people who just have a weird, who just don't have zero faith in humanity. Yeah, and they're just so they're just past the point of irony that they're just they just think everything's a joke. There's a, uh, is that, uh, is, is that like kind of the new nihilist? Is that, or is it, yeah. or is it like pragmatism? Uh, what? I don't think it's pragmatic. It's not constructive it's same, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, uh, that's not, no. There's this, uh, there's like a, a theme right now in New York stand-up, particularly in open mics, to talk about, oh no, there's actually big name guys doing it too, but they're talking about um, uh, uh, the people that comment in porn sites. Like that is like the just low of the low but then it got me looking and have you ever checked them out before 
Uh, never the comment section. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's on that play and gone. Yeah. It is so funny because people have a stake in certain actresses and actors. And there's like, I checked it out. Like, I checked it out. Uh, but uh, they will like, they'll link other videos they've been in under different names or where are they now stuff information. And like, I found a website that's dedicated to, so pre video, like streaming porn. Oh, they just wow. remember those like photos where you like, you know, dial up porn where we're just like, down like that. They're, it's like a where are they now type thing. And there's like, people like, Scour the internet and they build like little collections of uh, shit. Only reason I, uh, my, my one of my best friends uh, dated a girl that he didn't know was a porn star in New York, and uh, she would come home. She get driven home every night uh, to where they um, like they lived in the same building. They were living together. That's how they met. And uh, she get dropped off by like an SUV. This is pre Uber. This is years ago, yeah. right? And uh, he she just said that she was an actress. And then one day she showed up and she had braces on, like temporary braces, you know, like for movies, you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, come to find out, like, that's when he's like, why do you have braces on? And she's like, oh, it's just for this, like, role or whatever, though. And he's like, well, that's really strange. So he was working at a bar, and he asked his coworkers at the bar about it, and they all started dying laughing. And they're like, dude, you're dating Trixie Teen. Like, who's this, like, famous... And they all knew it, and they didn't tell her. Wow. They didn't tell him at all. And so, like, when he, they, and they knew the whole time. The whole time, because like, she would come hang out. And I just thought it was so funny. <laughs> and my friend is like the most uh, 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 I love him to death, but he's just very oblivious to stuff like that. <laughs> well, yeah. It was actually amazing. That's probably why it worked out between yeah, them. Yeah, right? it was probably perfect for yeah. her. It was yeah. just, but anyway, so uh, recently when I found those sites, and I was looking at it. There's a dedicated thing to her, and it was like, oh, we hope she's getting better. You can see her in these photos. She like clearly is having some uh, drug issues, uh, like stuff like that. And you're just like, oh man. But it's strangely well-meaning, apparently. I hope I and mean, stalkery. Yeah, you know, very like, stalkery. Like in a way that a stalker yeah, cares for his like, brain. As the guy has like the napkin on his lap that's jizz cover. Oh. Yeah, he's like, I really hope she gets her shit together. <laughs> you know? That's such a, a, a weird yeah. thing to think would occur. I'm such a fan of her work. Yeah, I just like just wish oh, she could it, keep doing. Yeah, it. no, uh, just like such little things like. Uh, it's like five bucks on PayPal. Like, uh, just uh, just want to make sure you're doing okay. Get get some subway tonight or something. Like, it, like it's this weird, uh, almost like, but I don't know, benevolence is the right word. It's like a father-like figure for or a group of them. Yeah. For just obviously not daughter-like activities. <laughs> hmm. That's pretty weird, right? Yeah. Is that you think that those things always existed, or do you think the internet has just kind of like made these like little caves for this stuff. I mean, it's made it easier for sure. Yeah. And and it's just made it, you can't disappear really now unless yeah. you've, I mean, you can just completely go offline, but uh, the internet's definitely just made all these things much easier to organize, but. Yeah. But there were always hardcore fans who just had to go through so much more and more trouble. Yeah. To do anything to, to like, uh, feed their passion. You know, yeah. Even if it was porn, I'm sure. It just reminds me of the, uh, oh, the David Foster Wallace. Yeah. Um, short story about the 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 AVN awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he meets those guys. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. That's uh, it's really interesting. Uh, of that is, I always think like how lucky I am to not have like. I mean, we all have like kinks or whatever though, but like a real one, like a foot fetish. I mean, there's obviously a way worse. Something one. that yeah. But, I was actually talking about this the other day with a friend here that I've been hanging with, and uh, I was saying foot fetish is about as 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 far as you can go without getting checked by, like, a Facebook, you know, by, like, a, you know what I mean? Like, you can still allude to it. You can, you know, yeah. like those dudes. That's, like, where the line is, seems to toe 
where it, it is definitely creepy, but that app, it, God damn it, Sorry. I hate puns. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. They were doing that French thing last night where uh, you you know if you have to make eye contact when you cheers, and they're like, seven years bad sex. And I was like, dude, it'd be worse if it was seven years and you were just only into puns. It would be so bad. Um, God damn it, I did it. I've been doing that a lot over here. I love puns. I, I don't know. There's a show in New York when you come visit, you got to go to Punderdome. I'll never go. Yeah. It's supposed to be amazing. It's supposed to be incredible. But what I love about it is it's just like some people feel so cheated when they happen. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite jokes that I ever did was a pun, and it was I, I got a groan. I got yeah. pissed off people in the room. But I just got so much pleasure from yeah, it. Yeah. Right? Uh, to each their own. To each their pun. No, uh, but uh, is it um, like kinks now are being, uh, it's kind of like, HGH, human growth hormone. If you take that to get bigger, like I have a friend that was taking it, it's just like, I don't want to get ripped. I don't give a shit about it. But what happened was uh, it builds, you know, blood cells and like all this stuff or however it works. Obviously, I'm not a doctor. Um, but if there's any bit of cancer in you whatsoever, it also like exacerbates the results of that. And right. like, so he had like a little small tumor like in his leg somewhere and it just blew up. Yeah, like it turned into like, he basically had to get cancer treatment shit. because of HGH. Is like how they had said it before. That's how I feel about the internet with kinks. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. if you have a little bit of fucking weird in you. Yeah. You know, it's like you can... Not even kinks. Any yeah. form of addiction or any form of... Uh, or, or passion or anything like that. You can really get lost in it. You yeah. Know? Like, people didn't use to binge watch series and not leave their houses and just because you couldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it is like I, literally ruining lives. Yeah, that yeah. people are watching seven seasons of The Walking Dead back to back. That's like a, it's not normal to be inside for thirteen hours. No, and uh, but I've done it. You I know? still do it. Yeah, it's great. To, that's going back to New York on Tuesday. I'm going straight to my bed and I'm going to eat three meals in my bed. I'm not going to do shit. I'm going to be all jet lagged and be the biggest pile of shit until shows. Um, but this culture right now of this like call out culture. Or mm-hmm. this uh, outrage culture, like offend, like, like, like it's like press play, get offended. You know what I mean? Is that, is that the result of this? You know, endless possibilities of internet use. I think what happened with the internet is it's not just there's not more outrage. It's just that everyone's got a voice. Yeah. So there was a bunch of people who weren't being heard before who are now able to say what they wanted to say. And so that's like sometimes celebrities say, oh, you can't say anything you want anymore. It's like, well, yeah, because people can respond to you directly and you're yeah. not used to that. You're not, you're not used to having people call you out on your shit. Yeah. And I think it's not, it's not political correctness or, or anything like that. It's just that you've got to be able to, to handle your shit now. It seems like uh, um, the first uh, time that the King of England, I can't remember, it was uh, the stutterer's dad. Was that George? I don't care about it. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> <gasps> Sorry, so. English viewers. This guy's a dick. No, um, I am French after all. No. <laughs> but he, um, uh, no, but it was the first time that he had broadcast, he had a broadcast, uh, yeah. you know, and he talked about how to be a monarch, like he, like this, like uh, st- uh, his own writings and stuff, you used to just have to be alive and around, but now all yeah. of a sudden you have to appeal to people. Yeah. Same thing happened in Japan when uh, World the War Emperor. II and the emperor addressed evil, like this is a, a god. And now he's talking. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's uh, it seems like I have a theory, and I, mean, I think Michael Jordan was probably the last athlete that got a pass in America, because like people don't talk about his well-known illegitimate children amongst the Chicago Metroland area. 
And I, I did not know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a legend. I don't know, Michael. Uh, That's what I've heard. Uh, <laughs> but it seems like it was the last one. JFK as well uh, was like, you know, the reporters in the Rose Room. Were, I think it was like a guy's thing. It was like, hey, guys. You could uh, you can tell what you want to tell, but you know, or you can be part of some really cool shit. You know what I mean? And uh, we'll just keep it, you know, keep it down. Um, and I think Chicago instance was with with Jordan. Um, the press was like, we can make a lot more if we idolize than demonize. Without that, you right. know, again, this is just an opinion on it, though. I mean, that's also like, I don't know. I feel like it's a great equalizer as well, and I think that's yeah. a good thing. And uh, and there's a reason that monarchies shit and, yeah. uh, and empires are shit. Yeah. And like you know, like they did, them they were cutting cutting themselves from the people to control them. You know, yeah. so I, I maintain. I mean, maybe I'm optimistic, but I maintain that the internet, uh, all in all, uh, will be will 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 be a force for good. You know. Yeah. I just right now, it's hard to see it because it's gonna cost money to see it in the states with net neutrality. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess that starts this month. That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that though, yeah. If it's yeah, that's a, that's a condition for the you know the internet to be. I noticed here too. You guys have a lot more ethics when it comes to like computer use. Like all my, I I go trashing new sites. And, like I in the morning I check ten sites every day. Yeah. I like to see all different sites. And like the worst is like Yahoo.com. Yeah. It's like shit, but I love it because it's like they hate Apple, <laughs> uh, and they're like they're so clearly controlled by that. And they they they're somehow have some stake in that. Um, what's that little fat girl uh, um, she's like this awful girl that like went viral in America Honey Boo Boo oh have you wow. heard of that they um, have some stake in her because they're running like they keep doing Honey Boo Boo's oh, that wasn't that like 10 years ago I know yeah, yeah but they still do it so maybe it's like a nephew that works there or something but it's clear <laughs> it's amazing like it, it's always like Apple iPhone 10 not as good as you think question mark or uh, like comma right question like what the fuck is this but down the other side of that you know like Algeria BBC, all this other stuff. Um, I guess my question is, um, where do you see, is, is more information good or is like, hmm, I'm trying to explain it. Uh, you guys have like, when I go to this, these websites, it'll come up and it'll be like, uh, this this website does not respect like the EU code of cookies or something like yeah. that. You have to click <laughs> on it. <laughs> cookie code. The, world, <laughs> the world's a beautiful place. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cute. <laughs> the cookie code. <laughs> the cookie code. Um, but it just seems like, I mean, I'm ranting right now, but it seems like the EU has a higher living standard or maybe more, uh, is it? Not, yeah, not yeah I think there's just more emphasis on regulation in Europe. Yeah. Because America's got this fixation on, on small government and, like, that rules are just getting in the way of creativity or something. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're necessarily right. But, uh, yeah, Europe's definitely... Um, this, Bent on finding rules, trying to trying to correct the flaws of like a free market, etc. With the internet as well, the only problem is that it gets it's the process, especially at the European level, to get anything through into into law is extremely complicated because you need every single member country's parliament to vote on it. So it's such a slow moving process. Yeah, is that um, it's like something about the EU here. I noticed is. The people are treated more like adults, the general public. Like yesterday at the Le Baron Rouge, it's, it's my local. You know, it's your local too, which is coincidental. It's the best spot on earth, on earth. And I'm not telling anyone where it's at. Um, uh, you can like take your drink outside into the street while people are smoking six. 
America could ever do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's weird. I feel like uh, that's one way in which uh, we don't infantilize people here yeah. in, in France or in Europe in general. Like, you, you, can, you can drink out in the street. That's not a yeah. problem. You, you know, like, we're not, we're not, we're not as, as tough on people smoking as well. As yeah. In, you know, like, in the States or in Australia, like, smoking is a real bad thing. Yeah, you know? I know. I don't smoke, but I love smoking. <laughs> I, I love seeing people smoke. Yeah. It reminds me of being a kid. Like, when my mom and my daddy smoke in restaurants and stuff in, like, Detroit, I'd be there. I'm using my dad for work and like mm-hmm. just that ambiance, like those good fella shots and mm-hmm. that little light of the smoke coming over. It's really weird. That that's my kink. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in other ways, like actually, I, I noticed that when I went to New York because I was I was uh, as part of my master's program. I went to journalism school here in Paris, and it was a it was public. Uh, it was there was a, there was an exam to get in, and it was, it was a really tough exam. That was the hardest part about the school was getting in. Or that was that was about a thousand uh, applicants, and at the end you had to be in the top fifty to get through. Right. And so it's like a several 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 steps, uh, several stages to the exam and everything. And when you get in, though, it's it's like five hundred euros a year. Okay. And wow. It's a two year program, and uh, as part of that, they had like a partnership with the the CUNY uh, Graduate School of Journalism yeah. in New York, and I managed to get into that exchange program. So I spent six months in New York, and I was. Same thing, I paid 800 euros. And I was with people who'd gotten to debt up to $20,000 or something yeah. like that, which is actually quite cheap for school. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because it's CUNY. Yeah. But in a way, it's good that I'm not paying as much, but the, 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 the American students' attitude toward their studies was way more adult than mine okay because you know you kind of take it for granted if it's you're just paying 500 euros and yeah. you're like oh you know maybe i don't need to go to that class or whatever maybe and over there they're making an investment in themselves yeah and the, the, the work ethic is just crazy in america just because you don't have a choice which is the sad part yeah that's like uh my friend's a doctor and like uh i referenced him in, in like a few bits but uh he's like a doctor at a major hospital but he was like uh between med school or undergrad med school and then when he became a private practice doctor the insurance policy that he had to take out it's like 800 grand in debt and he's making like hundreds of thousands of dollars a year but the first three or four years he was like totally broke like that's for a doctor like it's insane i mean in america you get sick you go broke like yeah, yeah i mean it's like even well-to-do yeah, no, people it's insane i was i was reading a tweet this morning uh someone in boston like uh, caught got her foot caught between the train and the platform like really bad and and she was yelling at people not to call an ambulance because yeah. it would cost, cost three thousand dollars and she can't afford it yeah we That's were just we were skating um and my friends got hit by a car and like like bad head injury and uh the ambulance came and he wouldn't get in even though he was like half out of it he's like i'm not getting in i'm not getting in and the ambulance driver got so pissed he fucking threw a clipboard at my friend who was hurt he's like fine idiot and threw the clipboard at him and like hit him it was so funny, <laughs> but, <laughs> but just that idea. He's like, I don't have fourteen hundred dollars. I can't. It's already gonna be expensive once I get to the hospital. Like, that's like the another joke that, that's talked a lot about in the states is people Ubering to ERs. Yeah. It's like a real thing. Like, it's like yeah, calling an ambulance for twelve hundred dollars, or uh, Miguel is four minutes away yeah. in a Camry. Um, I noticed too when I like get my paperwork stamped, like to work visa, to my work visa for like comedy and. In, like, London, for instance, it says, like, I have no access to public fees or health care, like, in big letters on that. Yeah. It's something that, what do you see is that American health care? Is it just totally backwards, or is it appalling to you not, you know, not Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like, 
it's just yeah i think it's the it's a those are that's part of the basic kind of services that the government needs to offer its citizens yeah and that's why you should pay that's what your taxes should go to and i think it's it's essential to democracy it's essential to to making sure everyone gets a shot you know uh, it's it's an essential vector as much as education uh, to like equality and all that stuff i mean it's pretty, and, and uh, what was crazy about Obamacare was that it was incredible that he got it through. Yeah. But it's still shit. Shit. It's just like, that's as, as good as he could get. He had to water it down so much. I met someone that worked in that department, and they were there, they were liaisons from the Obama to the Trump changeover. And I think, and I could be wrong on the numbers, but it's just as, as, as awful sounding. There was something like, they had $10 million of marketing budget the last year Obama was in just to push... Uh, healthcare.gov through, through. This year, it's like it's less than like a hundred thousand dollars, and they're just trying to get people to forget about it. Yeah, I tried to redo my insurance with different stuff, and I like went to healthcare.gov, mm. and I guess I went to the wrong one. I had two hundred and sixty-two phone calls in twelve hours on my phone from people trying to sell me insurance. Like two hundred sixty-two, like no joke. It was fucking. We were at the bar at a comedy spot, dying laughing. It was literally one after the other Jesus. calling. And it's like these predators that are like, you know, God knows who they're at. Oh. Gonna start wrapping up here soon. I want to ask though, quick, um, <laughs> Charlie Hebdo. Yeah. Sorry, it was, uh, I noticed on your Instagram, I was perusing through. So what was that like when the, for the attacks here? Uh, you saw that I posted a Just Charlie thing? Uh, I saw the, like a, a while back, you had posted something about like the death of freedom of speech. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that was when it was, that was 2013, I guess. When, it was when, yeah. When, yeah, when the Charlie Hebdo attack. I was actually not in Paris. I was on. Uh, I was in Australia okay. uh, with my wife. But um, what got me actually? I was just you know, I was pissed off at the conversation. Some of the conversations that were happening afterwards, you know, like that you had to be or not, or uh, there was a big sort of. You're either Charlie or you're not, and and uh, it's like you're either with the terrorists or you're not. It's sort of like a kind of a, yeah. a 9/11. It's some four more year shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, it was upsetting, you know. Like, I don't think Charlie Hebdo is very funny. Yeah. Um, I think it's a generational thing. Yeah. I think I know the type. I think I met the types of people. Uh, they're like. May '68 sort of old French guys yeah. with like a pretty dark sense of humor and. It doesn't, but uh, like I shouldn't have to. But I, I was, I have the solid, I have, I felt solidarity with them because I, well, you know, it's the same. I want to allow anyone to say whatever they want, especially if they're not calling on, they, they weren't hurting anyone or they weren't, uh, you know, trying to, to incite violence. You know, that's the that's the only limit to free speech, just inciting violence. They were being disrespectful and all these things. That's not inciting violence. What's the, I mean, as a journalist, I mean, obviously in the forefront, I think America's hyped up, we, like in our minds, we have this thing of like terrorists, like this is like this whole thing of caliphate and all this like fear, fear, fear. We have no concept that like connected geographically, you're, you're actually like the front lines of yeah. that. Yeah. So like America doesn't really have shit on that. I mean, yeah. like, and that's, it's someone that lives in New York, but it's like, I talked to some cops in London, the same thing too, and they're telling me about the watch list there and how how many people actually need to be surveilled and how many attacks yeah, they have in huge. a day they don't talk about. You know, that venue where you came to see my show, the Sumsum, yeah. the venue where you have a show tonight, Yeah. Uh, about a month ago, 
uh, there was a knife attack in Paris. I don't know if you've heard of it. That's where uh, 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 Robert was. Yeah, on, so yeah, it was yeah. right there. So were you there when it happened? I was there. Yeah, yeah. What what actually occurred for people that haven't heard? Uh, well, so so we just finished the show and all all um, the comics kind of waiting around for to, to to get their money. Yeah. And then uh, when we got out, we just kind of hanging out outside, just talking a little bit, and then this guy just starts running by, and tells us, "You got to get back in. There's a crazy man with a knife." And it's like, and I. I immediately get it, and I I go back in, and actually I had a moment where there was this old, really old New York comedian who was like 83 called Dion Forrest, okay. and I was like, oh shit, I didn't think about her, and I was like, oh, Dion, <laughs> come down, you know, it was just like really not the best moment in my life. Anyway, and uh, we just all go back in, and like Hugo and Robert were there as well, and we're just kind of huddling in bus, bus, uh, behind the sliding door, and Hugo and Robert, Robert, yeah, I call it Robert. Keep uh, sort of kept an eye out, and then like just a bit of commotion, and then within five minutes or something like that, we hear two gunshots, and then started venturing outside, and then that's when we found out that uh, you know like that, um, I think Robert and and Hugo actually saw the guy. Actually, the Robert and Hugo actually saw the guy just before he got shot. Actually, and then they, yeah, they Robert uh, Robert Robert. He said that he saw the body too. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And then the cops shot the guy. Yeah, died. well, they, they they tried to tase him, and yeah. that he may have been on something, and yeah. he, he didn't react to the tasing at all. And that's when they 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 they, they shot him twice. Yeah. Now he's uh, and then he killed a girl, right? Is he that, killed the guy. Oh, he killed the guy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he stabbed the stabbed guy. Him, and then, yeah. Did you hurt anybody else? He uh, wounded like a man. I can't remember. Like maybe four or something like that. Some four others. And then they they took credit for it, right? Uh, yeah. yeah well, I, mean, I don't know if that's real, but or how it works. I mean, he probably watched a couple of videos. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. He's probably texting with some guy. Yeah. It's not. You don't need much to. For sure. Yeah. You know, I right. think that's their whole. Mo now, you okay. know, yeah, and but I guess yeah, you guys in America, you, I mean, you've had a couple, I mean, the San Bernardino and the the, the yeah. Orlando. I mean, like, our, our terrorist is the you know right now is it's the school, school shooting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like you know, I, at my school growing up, there was a, a attempted one. Yeah, the kid, uh, the bullets fell out of the kid's gun. Um, what is it like for being over here? Like, what do you guys think of us in that in that aspect with the guns? Oh, that, I think that's the most. That's the crazy. Like, the, so many things about America are crazy. The yeah. healthcare and just the politics and your president. Yeah. But the gun thing is the one that just we can't wrap our wrap our heads around yeah. because it would be not to us. It would be so simple to stop. Yeah. Right. And everyone talks about the Australian example and stuff. Yeah. They, they just got all the guns out of circulation. I don't even know that that's possible in America. No way. So many yeah, guns I, mean, I grew up with, like, literally, like, it, in my household growing up, it was, like, hammer, pliers, gun. Like, to yeah. us, it's just a tool. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? It's like, I mean, I remember going on hunting trips and, like, you know, I talk about a little bit of my comedy, but I would, like, literally have guns in my in my truck, like, like yeah. at school. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, on the way up, I would stop it, like, pick something up at school or whatever, though, and they're in the trunk. Like, that's just... Mm. What it's like in Michigan, you know, it's uh, that's like to me, that's part of the American sp- uh, spirit. Like, it's uh, I don't necessarily like it, but it's, no, to me yeah. it defines like it's just this, it's this belief in yourself. Every yeah. single American person's got this belief in himself that uh, he's gonna take responsibility and he's gonna take care of what is his what's his own yeah and he's gonna defend his own so he needs to have a gun it's so I mean it's an idea not that he's necessarily able to but like we 
It's no, uh, we actually have a government for that. You know, we have yeah. even more faith in our government. You know, well, like twenty miles north of where I'm from is like where uh, the Michigan militia was based out of, and they were like, you know, they were tied in with the Oklahoma City bombings. If you remember right. those. Um, uh, and it's always like the same type of like really over overweight. I know it's like my, my family friends had this like kind of guy or a family friends like there was a guy on the block that they knew he'd always have meetings like they'd like draw the curtains and he'd like he's like this probably 400 pound man wearing like fatigues and I, I remember like just you know in the course of conversation you know he has like the don't tread on me stickers or he would say things yeah. like don't get this out of my you know I'm gonna get my gun out of my you know, cold dead hand like diabetes is gonna kill him long before <laughs> anybody else tries to take his guns and like, do you know what special forces are capable of? Like, you know, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like what, like what one trained? Not even a Navy SEAL, like a yeah. trained Marine, a jarhead, compared to like a dude that can't, you know, can't control his waistline. <laughs> but there is this like American. Yeah. It's it's like it has to be some type of psychosis. Like looking back on it, as someone that like I don't, the gun problem isn't to me. It, it, it it's it's a different issue. It's a mental health issue. Like to me, yeah. again, just I think if a guy didn't have a gun, he'd hit somebody with a hammer. Yeah. I, I, you know, that's just that's the way that I'm fucked in the head. Um, uh, I mean, it's, it's just, uh, but well, that's was uh, Jesse Hughes of the Eagles of Death Metal got a lot of got a, uh, the singer got yeah. a lot of, got in a lot of trouble in France because he he's a pro gun rights yeah yeah guy yeah and, like it just didn't compute and, yeah it's just yeah. Uh, it's like a, a different thing but it's like uh, I mean do I use it I don't I don't I don't I have a gun like in Michigan that's like a family heirloom you know what yeah. I mean? stuff like that though. Um, but it is interesting, especially now with the internet, like the shootings are ramping up. Um, yeah. I mean, shootings always happen in inner city and black. It's like a copycat thing. Exactly. And yeah. I, I don't know if I, I mean, as a journalist, what do you think about this? Should they be posting the names of the, of the shooters? Cause they're, they're kind of making them into like, well, they like they're making them they into like celebrities. It's, it's, a, it, I think they shouldn't. And like, uh, the same with terrorists, yeah. uh, with the, whether all kinds of terrorists. Yeah. I mean, it's a form of terrorism as well. If you're yeah, school shooter, for sure. But, yeah. It's just, kind of devoid of ideology but anyway uh friends before has a policy like don't don't mention the names of the shooters yeah but we don't do it knowing that other people do yeah and i think it's yeah it's tough because because we can have the moral high ground yeah and be like we're not going to glorify these people and we're not going to attract more attention we're trying to focus on the victims etc but we know very well that other networks are going to do it and that people, we all want to know. Yeah. You know? It's, like, it's, 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 why fascination. it's why humans slow down in car accidents. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you want to know how get someone gets to that point. And there's a fascination with with evil or not even necessarily evil, just with, um, with, with uh, people doing horrible things and where it comes, the, or the root of evil more than evil. As it, does it just spring up on its own, as in like like it is like in The Omen with Gregory Peck? Yeah. Is it just like yeah. it's just the son of a jackal and the devil, and it's evil, you know? It's yeah. Damien, you know? Yeah, or it, yeah. or do you build it somewhere? Or is it Hitler? Yeah, I don't know. It's nur- nature or nurture, nurture? But yeah, I got really far from the question here. But uh, that's what we do. I I, yeah, I think I think we shouldn't. But it's also kind of central. Yeah. So like. The Le Monde, which is the big sort of like the French New yeah, York Times. I, I have the app. That's what I read. Oh, nice. I read. They, they did a great thing for the uh, Bataclan attack, yeah. uh, the November thirteenth uh, attacks. Uh, they just had this sort of like mosaic with all the victims, and they had like a two to three paragraph stories about every single one. 
They just reported on every single victim as saying where they were from, talking to their families. And for anyone, like there was anyone in Paris or anyone in France, it was like, it was sort of like, I would part, part, it was part of my grieving process, yeah. even if I didn't directly lose anyone in, in the attack. Yeah. Just like every day, just reading one, one. I think that's actually, that's fantastic journals. Yeah, that's very, um, okay, two questions to wrap up. Um, first one, it's obviously a little bit different than what we've been talking about, though. Uh, you're recently married. Congratulations, by the way. Thank Lovely you. wife ha- letting us hang and do this in your bedroom. Um, <laughs> what, uh, obviously, now that you guys are family, make family, it's a little bit different of a question, but uh, how do you want to die? How do I want to die? How do you want to die? What's the coolest way you can die? Put that the on. coolest? Yeah, that, that you think oh, is Those are different things. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. oh. I want to live a long life. Yeah. I can't wait to be like an old man. Yeah. So I don't want to, you know, like, but if I could be old and die skydiving or yeah. something like that, not skydiving, but maybe like, if I was like 89 and da- and died while reporting on a story, that'd be pretty cool. Like uh-huh. doing what I'm doing or died on on stage. Well, that would put a damper on things for the night, but... Uh, I've seen the posts that are worse. <laughs> <laughs> you could have literally died. Yeah, yeah. And that would have been better. Yeah, than what you really. did. Hey, hey you, you guys fucking... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think... I, I want to be able to live as an old man because I want to be able to see what 80, 89 or 90 years of experience if I still have my brain looks yeah. like and what... Well, I want to see that evolution. But as for the actual act of dying, if I can still, as if it can happen while I'm active, yeah, I think that'd be cool. Okay, um, I want to die answer, yeah. uh, on a private jet that I'm flying uh, with a bunch of, let's just say, uh, uh, workers, um, workers that. <laughs> what's the word for it? Um, <laughs> this gets me in trouble usually when I say it. Uh, let's just say. People that want to party, right? right? People want to party, and gotcha. I want to hit something hard. Like I want to just steer it in real hard, like <laughs> just into the void. That's uh, yeah. I don't know when, but I'm just saying that would be pretty cool. I think if you're just just fucking hammering home. But we've had a lot of interesting answers on this. One was a spaceship. That spaceship wanted to hit another spaceship. It was a scare, so that. <laughs> but, uh, I want to, um, uh, yeah, just some just a fucking raging party, and a great, great. Is everyone gym. on the planet? Okay with it? I hope so, because that would yeah. make me a murderer. Yeah, you, got, yeah, yeah, it's, it's you an can't be party. Like, the, like the German Wings guy. No, right? no, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah. it, it, you got to get a form of consent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm consent here at Max White Presents, all right? They got to be down too, but uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, uh, well, I'm going to add something else really quick here. Um, when I first started doing comedy, I, you know, I, like my idea of where I like to hang out uh, compared to what it is now has changed dramatically. Like, I used to like busy places. Yeah. I used to like. I even like clubs. I like that atmosphere. I know it's getting older place apart too, but now my dream place to hang out is like a dark bar with booths, high corners, close friends, and no one in there, mm-hmm. right? Do you find yourself uh, socially changing because of your comedy or like because of your interactions that we're working at night in crowded places with people? Yeah, I think, I think I, I'm going down the same road as you are. I think you get, you get I get a thrill through comedy that I don't yeah. need to fill... I don't need to fill that void anywhere any other way. Yeah. So I'm perfectly happy just, uh, yeah, just being in a cozy place with good company and just shooting the shit. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that, that, 
other ways that comedy is affected. I also I'm I'm way more tuned to people's bullshit with comedy. I think. Yeah. People are trying to peacock. People are trying to to to, oh, to steal God. the stage in conversation. Yeah. And uh, and I see that with comedians. Yeah. Which is really problematic. Yeah. Is like I, that's when I know like it's okay. You don't you can turn it off. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing how the the posturing uh, yeah. a lot too. And I honestly I catch myself doing that. Like uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's just a. Uh, it's a flaw of my character. A lot of people's too, but I catch it. It's 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 not on purpose at all. Mm. It's like you're ending conversation, but then in your mind you're like, God, oh, dude, I just kind of one up. It sounded like a, it felt like a one up, you know. And you're like, God damn it, I don't like necessarily what that. There's a there's a there's a breakdown between what's occurring, on stage and off stage. There's like I noticed too, like just having a conversation with new people that you meet, right? Like a yeah. comedy thing, there's just this like kind of hierarchy in a lot yeah. of it that I don't necessarily care for. It. So I want to get, I, basically, I generally leave. <laughs> you know, like I'd rather be, yeah. so I'm, I'm becoming, because I'm usually like, come on, come all, more the merrier. But it yeah. seems like you kind of be more on guard. You, 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 you yeah, so it come, people come in and talk to you at the end of a show. Yeah. It feels like there's all these expectations and like, I, dude, I use all my jokes. Like, yeah. I'm done, you yeah. know? Like, I, I have zero yeah. width right now. Yeah. Like, it takes me time, generally, to come up with a very dumb idea. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, like, yeah. I'm it, sorry, I'm not that much fun. It's a, yeah, <laughs> it's a weird thing. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm absolutely, like, low-rung nobody. And I can't even imagine at any other level how fucking oh, yeah. fishbowl. I was on a flight once with the County of West from LA. To, <laughs> I told you about this? Yeah. Yeah, I saw him when he got off the plane. He was just, like, by himself. And, like, the security wasn't there yet and people just mobbed they were just like it's sort of like one guy trying to sneak a photo and then just like two feet from his face like and like hundreds of people were going in I mean that that's obviously the high end yeah. spectrum of it too but I can't even imagine like but you know you think about like a I mean a, like a John Mulaney or Nick Kroll yeah or, oh for sure these guys well yeah they, they, they must have moments where I mean Although they always seem to be hilarious all the time, yeah, and you always see them you know, for sure in the situation where they have to turn it on. But like, but I assume they're just they're hounded with people who want to see them be funny. You know, Doug Stanhope has a really good bit about that. He goes, uh, "I'm I'm famous for about I think he says like I'm probably fucking this up, but he's like I'm famous for about 300 feet <laughs> like in terms of like by the comedy club." Right okay, last question. We're we'll get out of here. Um, I want, any advice for a new comedian that's starting out? Other than, you can't say do more stage time. That's the default. I'm yeah. sick of that one. Everyone says it. So any other advice that you wish you knew when you started doing comedy, what would you tell a new comic today? Or a new journalist today. It could be either. <laughs> um, no one cares about you. I think no one cares about you. Yes. They just, they're just on a night out and they happen to walk into that room. And whether you're shit or not, they're keep on going with their lives so don't worry about how people perceive you that's perfect uh can you say um welcome to max white presents in french please <laughs> the name of your show is max white, white presents. presents yeah okay. so the max white presents okay. you yeah bienvenue at max white presents sick that sounds great um thank you for doing this where are you on instagram and everything like that uh, you can find me on uh, twitter and instagram and my handle is chpilgrim so, Spilgrim. Spilgrim. Uh, it's yeah. terrible. You could look me up. Charles Pellegrin or Pellegrin in French is how you pronounce it, actually. And I almost forgot. You're moving to Beijing. I'm moving to Beijing. Okay, we're, we're going to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I can't sure. not talk about that. So, you're moving there for your, you've got a job with your network. Yeah. You're going to be a reporter in. I'm going to be their correspondent in Beijing uh, for the French channel and the English channel. So, I'm just going to be doing, I'm going to be like a one man operation. Yeah. 
uh, got to be doing reports, got to be doing those live shots, you know, like I'm now turning to our correspondent in Beijing and I'll be like on a balcony somewhere wearing board shorts, but like a yeah, tie up like top a tie and the little kid in the back. Yeah, exactly. Like, show me. <laughs> now doing journalism in like, you know, uh, the least um, free yeah. area, well, one of them. It's uh, going to be an interesting, but a, a lot of other people are doing it yeah. and seem to be doing it. And I think you have more leeway as a foreign journalist than you do as a Chinese journalist. Cool. Like, so I think it'll be doable. And the language is going to be a, a bit of a barrier, but we're taking classes and I'll be I'll be working with uh, with a uh, fixer a fixer. Well, I don't really like uh, with like a journalist, a local yeah, journalist, yeah. and who can help me with like all the setting up and translations and all that stuff. And I hope I hope that by the end of my stay there, I'm I'm able to have like functional Mandarin. Yeah. Or if not, it'd be it'd be a bit of a failure. <laughs> yeah. Learning languages is great. I'm so bad at it. But um, anything else that's coming up you want to pitch? Nah, man. Like, if you, yeah, just uh, look, uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, yeah, if you want a, a, a different news source, actually, uh, check out France 24 in English. Okay. And we cover international news. And even if you want to, you can even follow American news using it. And, actually, you get a, a wide breadth of international news about countries that are undercovered in, in America, especially right now because it's all about Trump. So if you want to know what's happening in Africa, yeah. in Asia, in Latin America... France 24 is your, uh, your channel. You can, awesome. you can stream it online. Cool. Thank you so much. Appreciate Thank you being here. Thanks for having me in your bedroom. It's my pleasure. I would watch your show. I had to kiss a nipple, and now I'm in the bedroom. Yeah. So, uh, well, French, French. Wait till you see what happens when the mic turns on. <laughs> yeah, nice. All right. Thanks so much <laughs> for doing it, and uh, talk soon. Bye, everyone. Max White, everyone. See something funny. It wasn't funny! I guess I'll just call it Max White Presents. I guess it's decent. Yeah, Max White presents will work. <laughs>